The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The number Sean Defoe, our political correspondent, with me now, though, to talk about another story, another issue uh, that elicits strong response from people. Uh, that response, I, I would wager, by the weekend is going to be fatigue, Sean. Uh, I think people are getting a little tired. Um, of uh, RTE and Ryan Tuberty. Uh, but today was the last kind of big day, one gets a sense, in terms of appearances before Oireachtas committees. There will be further appearances, but today was the response of RTE management to Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly's appearance earlier in the week. Yeah, that's right. So it was sort of, and to talk about fatigue in a little while, I'm fatigued after watching 20 hours of Arctis committees over the last two weeks, <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, but yeah, it did, it sort of lost a bit of energy, a little bit of pace as the day went on and certainly got quite into the weeds. So this was their chance to punch back at Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly. And boy, did they do that in style when it came to the opening statements. A lot of it was Adrian Lynch in particular, the interim deputy director general, hitting back and picking away at what Noel Kelly had told the committee on Tuesday. So, for example, this uh, this email that came out that was the bombshell of Tuesday's evidence that Breed O'Keefe had given a written direction for a, a side letter to guarantee the Renault deal. He said, sticking by that RT line, that this is absolutely not a legal guarantee. The negotiations went on after that and differed uh, and the board and the, the members of RT did not see that as a legal guarantee. Also picked at the claim that Noel Kelly had never met D Forbes one-to-one. He brought details of a Teams meeting that they had had at which D Forbes and Noel Kelly were the the only people listed as participants. Uh, and also this idea that a lot of politicians had tr- trouble with on Tuesday, that Noel Kelly didn't really know what he was doing and that Orti were picking up the tab when he was raising those invoices, those two invoices for €75,000, said he just didn't believe that that was the case. Maybe Ryan Tuberty had plausible deniability. He said there were Chinese walls clearly between Tuberty and his agent when it came to, to the money stuff, but didn't buy that uh, Noel Kelly did not know that ultimately Orti was on the hook for this money, that Renault was only there for one particular year. But a lot of today was about the people who weren't there. It was about Dee Forbes and what she may know or may not tell us and was about Brida O'Keefe, the former chief financial officer who last week told the committee that in no uncertain terms the management team had agreed not to underwrite this deal, not to put Orti at risk for the money and then obviously the email from her offering that side letter was revealed and one of the most stunning bits of the committee really was when Brita O'Keefe who said she couldn't attend today said that the last time she attended she'd have to take time off work to put all together the documents so she refused to appear today and yet text in to Adrian Lynch to ask him to read something out here's how it went down Can I ask to make one clarification because I received a text from the former CFO just to say that she would dispute uh, the idea that uh, nobody on the exec board knew no, no, we cannot Something receive second-hand evidence. We cannot receive second-hand evidence. Text message from, my God. I, I, on a point of order, Chair, I'm at a loss to know how we can actually do business like that. And, and having confidence in him, Mr. Backhurst, I just think that that is so serious that I'm not sure that Mr. Lynch understands the seriousness of what's actually happening here. Chair, can I respond to that, please? Please. I'll be really short. Uh, simply, I mean, uh, so I received a text, whatever it was, 20 minutes ago, so I thought it was very important, uh, having made a statement in front of the House, that that should be corrected with that information. I felt it was material. Otherwise, I would have walked out of well, here today. Thank you. The member thank you. that she... That Ms. He, O'Keefe, Ms. O'Keefe has the opportunity to come back here before the committee again. So, so it, she's never been here before. Uh, and what? what yeah, no. She's never no, been before. She's been before the media, but not not she has, back. She has been before the media committee. Yeah. But, but we would like for, like her to appear. 
But uh, it absolutely bizarre, Sean, is the right way to describe it. I mean, Miss O'Keefe was only invited, perfectly entitled to turn down the invitation. But the idea that she was watching it at home or in work and sending in her submissions, it's, just, it's absolutely mad. If she wanted to say something, she should have gone along and said it. And she um, did say as well, just in the correspondence of the committee, she had nothing material to add until she needed to text Adrian Lynch, of course. Right. Um, in terms of the timeline and who said what and when, was there any more clarity today or any more detail? Uh, maybe clarity <laughs> is the wrong clarity thing to search for. Might be a reach, all right, at this stage. As with all of these, it seems like we get a little bit of clarity that throws up 10 more questions. So there is a bit more. So we know the bombshell, as I mentioned on Tuesday, was this email, 20th of February, 2020. RTE is happy to give a side letter to underwrite this deal with Ryan Toberty for the duration of the contract. We learned today about another meeting that happened then a month after that of the RTE management team that included D Forbes and included the Chief Financial Officer, Richard Collins, uh, who is still Chief Financial Officer, despite some disputed that today at the committee, at which the management of RTE decided, actually, we're not going to do that. We're not going to underwrite this deal, which tallies with earlier testimony. And then we know a week later, D Forbes went into a team's meeting and did give the guarantee. So the big question is thrown up, what happened in that week? The members who were there today trying to portray it as a solo run, basically by D Forbes, she went behind our back and decided to do it anyway. But I suppose here is the key information that Richard Collins, the Chief Financial Officer, gave to the committee today. In my handover with the previous CFO, there was, I was not briefed on anything there. The previous Director General did not brief me on anything about this. I first I became aware, that I, I yeah, I, and I first became aware yeah. of it in, in emails where Noel Kelly was looking for this indemnity to be given. But as far as I was concerned, we had a meeting on the 30th of April. It was discussed at that meeting, and the Director General confirmed that no guarantee would be given. So, okay, this email you're referring to came through in July. Then, I mean, looking at that email. I, there's nothing in that email to me that would indicate that uh, there's any guarantee being given there. I read that email and it looked like to me that RT had incorrectly invoiced Renault and now we're crediting that invoice and asking Renault but to you did, did you, you did not raise any questions as to I didn't raise any questions. No, your no, legal department was no, setting out the terms of how an invoice should be raised no, for, no, for I, a third party. Look, to okay. be honest, at that stage, as I said in previous meetings, my number one priority was the survival yeah. of RT, the rescue plan leading that. I saw in the email that the Director General was involved, you know, she was on that email. She was handling this process as far as I was concerned. All right. Ask no questions. I'm not sure the best policy uh, is one of the lessons we're going to be taking from all of this from both sides. Um, when it comes to Ryan Tuberty, uh, was he mentioned today and his future? Yeah, and because I thought particularly after listening to Kevin Backhurst on with you the other day and the nature of his testimony on Tuesday, I, I sort of thought his future at Orty was more likely than not uh, after all that. And it sounded like his issue was with, Backhurst's issue was with Noel Kelly more than Ryan Tuberty. I'm not so sure after today. Now, Kevin Backhurst did say he'll be given due process. They haven't gotten into all that sort of stuff. Uh, they have to talk to the staff, all, all the stuff that he, he outlined to you on Tuesday. But he was asked about this, um, he was asked about the pay of Ryan Tuberty and he did reveal, which you didn't know, he got an invoice this week from Ryan Tuberty for radio services provided in June when he was on air for part of it and off air for other parts. And he told the committee that invoice wasn't going to be paid. And here's the story with Ryan Tuberty's pay. I think it's fair to say his previous contract included his TV work. He's obviously stepped away from that. So that's why we're in this slightly well, unsatisfactory position. But yeah. do you have a contractual obligation to Ryan Tuberty? We have, we have discussions about exactly what that means because he stepped away from part of the contract so that's why it's unsatisfactory at the moment. Thank well, you. I, that's, vague. that's vague for what we're going to discuss in the afternoon, Chair. Is that a yes or a no, Mr. I'm trying Backers? to, well, pull up. Yeah, I can give some clarity. 
strategy on that. Our view is that the current contract is at an end because it's a rolled up television and radio contract. It is fair to say the agent takes a different view. He regards the radio services as ongoing. That was forming part of the negotiations. Those negotiations have paused. All right. That sounds to me, I mean, like there's a, there's a possible kind of legal dispute looming mm. uh, over whether a contract still exists or not. If it still exists and you don't want Ryan back on air, you've got to buy him out of that contract. If it doesn't exist, well, then... I mean, it's much uh, a much freer hand. Definitely. And it's one of those tricky ones where you know, you well know uh, a lot of these radio contracts are written to be short term and written to be that if someone goes off the boil or you need to get rid of them, that's what you can do. So mm. it will depend on the term of the contract. And we know with Claire Burns, that was rewritten after she gave up the Monday nights. That was the negotiations that they were in with Ryan Tuberty that never got completed because all of this came out. But I thought even the fact that Tuberty and Noel Kelly came in with their solicitors, all the communication was through the solicitors last week. You know, that was the, the unspoken threat. Yeah, well, listen, it, it gives a sense, I suppose, of, of how long this might go on for. But I do think, and I, and I know you agree, Sean, that, that this is probably the last big day. The last day it will dominate to the degree it has dominated. So okay. given that, I, I would like to hear people's views. 87 1400-106, after 20 hours plus of, of different uh, Oireachtas committees, uh, what is people's assessment of, of, of what they've heard? I mean, for what it's worth, I, he can disagree uh, all you want with what Ryan Tuberty had to say, some of what he had to say, and Noel Kelly and how they acted, and, and what I feel sorry uh, for Ryan, I, I, I would have questions about some of what he had to say. The real questions, the big questions are for RTE. I mean, how did they let this happen? Who let it happen? How did they think for a moment this was a prudent way to handle public money? And what are they going to do to stop it happening again? They're all the big questions and they're questions for RTE. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.